0: Hello and welcome to the Highway to Health show. My guest for this episode is Jessica Schiller-Silverman. She's a business startup coach to aspiring entrepreneurs seeking greater clarity and simplicity to live their true life's purpose. Through her coaching, she guides her clients with mind-body empowerment tools to spark the transformation of a physical and spiritual awakening to live and feel their most alive selves. We explore a lot of topics in this conversation, including the importance of finding your true purpose in life and learning to pursue happiness and fulfillment Instead of arbitrary monetary and professional goals. And so here is my conversation with Jessica Silverman. And remember, you are on the Highway to Health, and I'm your guide to get you there.
1: Are you ready to live ageless? Want to discover alternative health choices, cutting edge nutrition, and fitness for the entire family? Welcome to Highway to Health Show with your host, Dr. E. The Stem Cell Guy where dr e helps you live ageless
0: and now here's your host dr e hello and welcome to another episode of the highway to health show joining me today is jessica schiller silverman and you know what I'm going to let her introduce herself because there are so many things that she has been doing and that she can serve us with. And of course, you've heard about a lot of the things that we're going to be talking about in this interview and in our intro. But Jessica, why don't you say hi to our audience and share with you a little bit about your own journey?
1: Sure. Hello, listeners. My name is Jessica scholler Silverman, as Dr. E so lovely introduced me. I am currently a coach for entrepreneurs helping them to find their passion. Myself personally, I was a lost soul for many, many years, not really knowing my place in the world, going through many jobs, many different friends, never really feel like I connected to my time here on earth, kind of wondering, you know, what is my purpose? What am I here for? Always kind of questioning, even when I was very young, questioning the conventional and really trying to get a deeper understanding of, you know, why we do what we do and, you know, who says that, you have to work nine to five, and who says that you know we are to be so productive in the world to be accomplished, right? Or certain accolades or certain titles? And how does that define you? And, and I was always very much a questioning soul, but felt myself growing up in a very conventional household where you followed right a formula and a given path. You know, my father was very strict, and it's funny we actually just joked about this a couple of weeks ago. How growing up, even in grade school. Nothing under 100% was acceptable, right? I'd come home and I'd say, oh, you know, I got a 96 and I'd be all excited. And he said, well, why didn't you get 100? And partly I feel like this led to my sense of perfectionism and always trying to excel in everything I do, which is a blessing and a curse at the same time. But found myself as I evolved on my path and on my journey, you know, through my 20s, through college, then through my career, Feeling more and more anxious and depressed, kind of feeling that disconnect, trying to fit into, again, this conventional lifestyle that wasn't me and not truly serving the soul that I am deep inside and what my true passions are, what I truly connect to in this life. And so I find it my greatest blessing to be able to now you know help other men, help other women, connect to this deeper meaning within themselves you know especially with social media i find there's so much noise out there and everybody's trying to find that magic pill or that right when it comes to health when it comes to entrepreneurship whatever it is that we're trying to achieve is to find that quick that five three to five step formula that's going to help us move the needle and i truly find in my evolution and there's many layers to my story so <laughs> i won't go too intricate or we'll be talking here for 2 hours but really just feeling amiss to the point of where I am today, where I feel grounded, I feel confident, I feel like I've been able to evolve past that conventional lifestyle to be able to live something that is true to the spirit of my soul and my soul language is really understanding why I was trying to do what I was trying to do. You know, why you take the conditions of the past and sort of those karmic patterns that you inherit, right, along with experiences that happen in the world, right, so partly genetics, And then partly epigenetics, which I study extensively for me personally and in my work, how we can actually reprogram, right, the code of what we've inherited from childhood, from ancestors, from experiences, and create an entirely new being. And that's exactly the spirit of my story. My last corporate job was about five years ago. I used to live in San Francisco. Right now I'm in South Florida. Back home, this is where I'm born and raised. And that last job, it's really was the catalyst for me to step forward in faith and to really take exactly what I'm speaking of, right? Living this conventional life and feeling like obligated, right? Obligation versus opportunity towards something that I'm truly destined to be. And what I learned from that last position, I was in venture capital, right? Making six figures, a dream job, right? To anybody on the surface, again, to that conventional life. But deep inside, I, I was dying. I was dying every single day. I was depressed. I was anxious, which led to weight gain. I've You know, I was up to 80, 90 pounds overweight, and I'm only 5'2. So I always say that can only go in one direction. And it really, layer by layer, step by step, this evolutionary process of undoing all of that conditioning to really understand. I always say it's not just the food, you know, and I started as a wellness coach because that was the spirit of my journey at that point in time was trying to not only lose the weight, right, physically, but lose that emotional weight, right? All of those stories and all of the rules, as they call it, Uh, Vishnu Lakhani does in his book, The Code of the Extraordinary Mind, which stands for, excuse my French, like BS rules, right? All these rules that we took on from childhood, from our experience, right? As we evolved into adulthood and trying to get back to the surface, right? Where all the true gold lies within ourselves.
0: For sure. And I think that what you've shared with us is something that is incredibly common, I think that a lot of people just follow the path that was laid in front of them. I saw a lot of guys that went to school with me, for instance, who went to medical school because their parents were doctors and it was just, what, you know, that's what they had to do. Right. And that was the next step. And you see the same thing in families of lawyers and accountants and all these different things, engineers, like in my family, they were all engineers. And I was the one who decided, you know what, no, I'm going to go into medical school. I wanted to do something different in a way, like kind of like yourself, where I just didn't really feel like doing it. Like, why should I, why am I supposed to do these things? Right. And the thing that I'm trying to get to is that you still see that incredibly prevalent, even in people who at some point decide that, okay, you know what, I'm not going to follow those guidelines. Suddenly something that we've seen a lot, they become parents or especially women, they become moms and now they're stay-at-home moms. And it is not something that is really fulfilling for them. And they even feel bad about it because they think that they should love it, that that should fill them up. And they have this constant struggle because on the one hand, they're saying, well, you know what? I'm caring for my children. How many women would love to be able to stay at home with their kids and see them grow and, and all these things? But on the other hand, they're like, but I am so much more than just a mom. And it's not saying that just a mom to diminish the fact of being a mother. I'm saying it that because most of these women, they want to achieve more. They want to be more. They want to do more, but they're being held back. What do you think is it that holds most of these people back?
1: I would say for women, especially what really sparked for me when you were mentioning that, and I have a client, many clients actually in that same exact situation, you know, mothers that either went to college or didn't, or they're stay at home moms, they're trying to work a side hustle. And I think for women especially, it's that that innate instinct to nurture and to love and to be everything for their child, for their family, for the obligations of everything around them. And they neglect, right, in that process. They fail to give that same love back to themselves, right? Women just have this innate ability to serve others and everything around them. And at the end of the day, it's all perspective, right? Truly, it's all perspective, even time. We try to logicize it, right? That time is what it is. There's only 24 hours in a day. But again, being that questioning soul that I mentioned earlier, who says? Like, who created this 24 hours, right? Because back in the day, you know, those that sailed the ocean, they just saw the time, right, by the night sky, right? How many stars were in the sky? And that was guiding them versus actually tangible time. Right, so it's same with parenting. There is, first of all, there is no right or wrong, but I think it's that innate drive within them to number one follow the expectations of others, right, and to feel that sense of fulfillment with something that they should be fulfilled, but maybe personally, and maybe a piece of them is fulfilled from that, but not wholeheartedly, right? Because when you consistently give to others without Right. Everything is an energetic exchange that replenishing that back to yourselves. You're giving from a space of emptiness. Right. You're giving only maybe 30, 40 percent of yourself versus 100 percent of yourself. And I heard this somewhere. And I really love this visual of thinking of giving from a place of overflow rather than from lack. Right. So thinking about a vase. So instead of consistently giving to your children, to your career, right, to family, to everyone and everything else around you, and consistently only giving from, right, half of an empty cup, right, filling that to a place of overflow, and then, right, giving back, right, from that place of overflow, that the water, right, is spilling over the vase, because then you filled yourself, and from that place, you are giving 100% of yourself versus 40, versus 20, versus 15%. And it's the same in my work. If I am not feeling 100%, And of course, not all the time. Sometimes you got to push yourself a little bit outside of of how we're feeling because we can get in our own heads too much. But if I truly feel that physically, right, first you feel it in your body, starts as an emotion and then transpires in the body. If I'm not feeling 100%, sometimes I don't get on a call with a client or I won't get on a podcast because I think to myself, I'm in a space of giving to others and I don't want to, I know what I'm capable of and I don't want to give just a percentage of that when I know I'm capable of so much more. But on the same token, that's what can also keep women in that situation or men that feel like constantly need to give from taking action because they say, well, if I can't give, right, again, that's all or nothing thinking 100% of myself, then I won't give it all. And that inaction then starts to spiral into a new trend and a new programming within our brains that if we can't give 100%, we won't give it all. And then we give to no one. And then we're back sort of in that same robotic fashion and habits that we've lived our entire lives because that's what we know. That's what's comfortable.
0: Exactly. And I think it's part of that whole thing of kind of like just living the life that was dealt to us instead of creating the life that we want to live. Because most of the time, we don't realize that we're completely in control about our situation, about where we live, about what we do, about all of these things. I mean, of course, there's a price to pay if you want to switch, but it's up to you. You decide. I mean, unless you were a slave, which you know most of us are not, then you have a choice. You have You can make a choice to go elsewhere. You can make a choice to find a different job. You can make a choice to work for yourself. You can make a choice to move to a different area, to eat differently, to do all those things. So in reality, I think that 99% of it is within our grasp, but a lot of the times we tell ourselves that story that this is what I need to do. And because we keep telling ourselves that story, that's what we believe. And it is not until we have somebody looking at us from the outside saying, no, of course not. Of course you can just do this, or you can just do that. Or why do not you try doing this? And it's really simple. But a lot of the times, because we've told ourselves that story so many times over and over and over that our brains just register whenever we think about, well, I don't like the situation here. Our brain automatically goes like, but this is what you have to do. But this is the price that you have to pay but this is where you're at, but these are the things. And and you mentioned once or twice about women, but I think it happens to men a lot as well. And we see men stuck in positions and in jobs and living a life that they don't enjoy. Many men don't necessarily enjoy being away from their families for so long and not seeing their children grow up, not seeing the situation. And they believe that, you know what, As I just need to get to the next bonus or as soon as I get the next promotion, then things are gonna be much easier. Or as soon as I can do this, then things are gonna be much easier. And I see so often, even people around my age, friends of mine, that aren't necessarily enjoying where they're at, and you say, well, why don't you change? Then they think that the risk is too big. What do you have to say to these people when they think that, you know what, the risk is too big and they're completely missing the point in terms of what they could potentially achieve?
1: I always say to weigh those options, right? Because the risk, and to think about it in this perspective, and and funny enough, Dr. E, the reason why I'm so passionate about getting on podcasts is because that was the catalyst for me actually taking that leap, for taking that risk. was something I heard on a podcast where she said you can continue to do what you do every single day. You can go to a job that you don't love, that takes you away from family, that doesn't feel like it's filling your heart and soul every single day, which is where I was. You know, I was in corporate finance, and venture capital funding other people's dreams. And I had a notebook next to me, and I remember that was my outlet, it was journaling how I felt deep inside. It was like I was a caged animal, just dying to get out. And remembering that, that's what pushed me. Because I remember hearing, and I don't know who it was, but if somebody on a pocket, she said, you can continue to live the life that you live every single day, that's what you know, right? Or you can step outside of that, take that risk, take that leap, take a new job, step away and and Be uncomfortable for a few months. I mean, the whole first year of my business, yes, it was a little bit uncomfortable. Yes, I had my back against the wall. My husband and I lived, we actually weren't even married at that point. We were, I should say, planning a wedding. So trying to fund a wedding, trying to build a business, quit my job, cold turkey. So without a plan, you know, living in one of the most expensive cities in the United States. So I'm not suggesting that people do that. But it was the catalyst for me just knowing that feeling that I felt every single morning waking up feeling depressed and anxious to the point where I wanted to throw up, having these panic attacks. That was enough for me to know that there had to be a better way out of this. And the pain of being a little bit uncomfortable for that point in time with the transition was so much better than what I was currently living. Right, And that's what she said on the podcast. And so You can live the life that you currently live or you can step outside of that. Maybe you fail. Maybe, worst case scenario, our biggest fear is that we're going to be homeless, right? And we're going to be on the street. We're not going to be able to make the money. But guess what? I have a master's degree, right? I worked in a corporate position or whatever position you already were in. You can always go back to that, right? So, at the end of the day, you really have nothing to lose because you always have something to fall back on at the end of the day, right? If things don't truly work out, which 99.9% of the time anyways, what we fear never transpires. What I always say is the thought of the doing is always worse than the doing. And that's why I said earlier, sometimes you just have to push yourself outside of it. There's a fine line between that little bit of discomfort, right, that comes from, you know, speaking in live engagements, getting out on social media, you know, launching that next product, right, and fearing, oh, what if this doesn't work out? But 99.9% of the time, it does. You just have to give yourself that opportunity. And at the end of the day, what has helped me be successful is that my faith was always stronger than the fear, than the anxiety, than the depression, because I already lived that, right? I already had that stable job that gave me six figures. And I thought to myself, what is this? And, and for anyone listening, just to think about. Whether it's a job that the money is the comfort or the comfort of time, right, and the energy of being there with your family, right? Thinking about that and thinking about what is worse, sacrificing what you're sacrificing by going to that job or being in whatever toxic situation it is, maybe not taking care of your body, what is right the consequence of that versus the opportunity of what lies ahead in just leaping, right? And taking that fear and turning it into faith, because that's the deep unknown and that's the spirit of Literally how I've had success in every aspect of my life, not just in my business and stepping away, but in running a marathon and losing the 80 pounds, right? And just taking my life back. And that's why I call my Facebook group ALIVE. It's an acronym for alignment of love, inspiration, vitality, and energy, because I wasn't alive before I felt dead. I literally felt like I was dying a slow death every single day. And in the back of my mind, I always wondered, is this all there is to life? There has to be more, And it's just that other little voice in my subconscious mind that knew there was more that constantly get me going that said, you know what, I can take that risk today and I can quit. And you know what, I have maybe one month's worth of income to live. And if it doesn't work out, right, but you miss 100% of the shots that you don't take. Right. So just by saying no and not, you've already failed. So that thing that you feared initially has already transpired because you didn't even take the first step.
0: Yeah. And you have always got, I mean, there's always, number one, there's always a price to pay. And number two, there's always a risk for gain. And in reality, I think that what you just shared is so powerful because a lot of the times we don't realize that whatever comfort we're kind of like holding onto is going to be there if we decide to come back. And maybe we leave a job, like you said, and you're making you know, mid six figures and you leave for a year and you try your own thing and it doesn't work out. And then you come back or you go to a different company or an equivalent company and you don't get that high, you know, mid six figures, but maybe you do get like low six figures. Maybe you get high five figures to start because again, it's a staircase. You probably didn't get that job off the bat. So you can go back to all those things. And I think, I mean, just to share these things, I think that a lot of the time, We are afraid of what might happen. And the exercise that you mentioned, something that reminds me of an exercise that Tim Ferriss does, that's called uh, fear setting. And it's exactly that. You figure out, okay, what's the absolute worst that could happen? And, you know, a lot of the time, like, well, I could go to jail or I could end up in the street or I could do all those things. And then figure out, okay, if that happened, is it reversible? Is it irreversible? What is the risk? What is the probability of that? If that happened, what would I do next? And then you realize that, okay, well, at least I got a plan. If this happens, if homelessness happens, this is what I'm gonna do. And I don't want to get there, but at least I got a plan, and that's gonna push me out of it. So last year, I was at a very comfortable position at a clinic that I had held that position for about six years and we used seven years and we grew that clinic a lot. And I was doing a very comfortable, I was having a very comfortable income. But I had been feeling for at least about a year and a half, like I had reached my potential there and like there was nowhere else to go. And I cannot say I wasn't feeling like a lot of people do feel like you described it. I wasn't feeling like empty inside or like my soul was being sucked out of it because it is a job that I thoroughly enjoyed. I mean, we created what we had there. It was in a way my baby, although I wasn't the founder or anything, but I got there when it was just being conceived almost and we grew it. But for a while, I had been restless. I had been looking for a way to do more, for a way to achieve more. And so we took the plunge and I accepted a job in California and we got there. It turned out to be you know, a complete waste of time and it wasn't really what we were expecting and ended up wiping up all of our savings and they couldn't afford what they agreed that they were going to pay me. And in the end, while we were going through it, it was very easy to think, you know what, we should have just stayed. It would have been so much easier if we had just stayed back home and we had all these things. We had our cars, we had our comforts, we had our money, we had our income, we had our house. But now that I look at it after that, and now we moved over to Spain and that gave me the opportunity to start the podcast and start helping other people in other ways and to build a different company where I'm teaching doctors how to do their marketing and their branding and all those things. And then you look back and you say, you know what? But I wouldn't have any of this. And now I set my own rules and now I set my own times. And now I'm not making as much money as I was making back there, but that was just 12 months ago. But I can see the potential is I'm just literally starting. So what I'm trying to say is that if you had asked me just a few months into this whole fiasco of moving into California, and not because of the move to California, but because of the company that I ended up siding with, if you had asked me at that time, I would have told you that it was the worst mistake I could have ever done in my life. But in the end, I just kept going forward. And I just kept, you know what, just looking for the alternative. And maybe I risked it a little bit too much. And maybe I put a little bit too much into play. And I should have cut my losses earlier. But now I look back and I say, you know what, that was the best thing that happened. Because I would not have taken the jump into what I'm currently doing straight off from the clinic. I needed that change i needed that okay it's an upgrade at least it was a belief right so i'm I'm upgrading and in the end it turned out to not be that to be a complete downgrade but i'm so thankful about it and i think that the lesson here is that in the end even if the one thing that you decide to take the jump for doesn't work out the way you want it you're going to be a much more learned you will have grown you will have become stronger as a person. Is this kind of like the experience that you see with your clients, with the people that you work with once they actually do decide to take control of their life and and take the plunge?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Because all those habits, and I hear this conversation all the time with my clients where, you know, we work together for a few months and then they have a relapse. I'm like, well, but I thought I evolved past that. You know, I thought I was a different person and I was sort of immune to that situation coming to light again. And I said, no, the universe continues to show you whatever it is you need to see until you're actually able to learn from that experience, right, wholeheartedly. It's like residual effects may still show up in your life, but the universe and life in general will continue to show you, right? So even if it doesn't work out, there is something divine that you have learned, right, from that entire lesson that makes you a better person, that helps you continue to evolve on that path, right? And just like the great saying goes, right, when the student is ready, the teacher appears, Well, conversely, right, when the teacher is ready, the student appears, right? And I see this a lot with my clients who get frustrated Well, I'm putting all this effort into my business and I'm still working full time and I'm trying to juggle that and I don't have the time and maybe that's why I'm not, you know, 100% invested in my business. Well, yes, that's a piece of it, right? Because it's all energy, talking about what you mentioned before, thinking about what you're sacrificing, right? Like our three most greatest resources, I always say, you know, our money time and energy, right? So for me, when I thought about, okay, I was making six figures or multiple six figures, but what was I sacrificing? And for me, it was freedom, right? It was the freedom to do what I want, what I'm passionate about, when I want on my own schedule, and just to feel free, like that's the spirit of me. And living in this structured life and this conventional life was stifling me in a sense, right? It was sort of choking me to the point that that's what moved me through. Right. And so many of my clients continue to see a lot of these patterns over and over and they feel like they haven't evolved. But I always say each lesson is an opportunity to go a little bit deeper. Right. None of it's going to happen overnight, even like trying to program a new habit, like the book says in the habit loop. Right. He goes through this, you know, cue, action and reward. Right. The cue consistently comes up until you actually learn. Right. That 360 degree process that you can move through. And then there's a piece of us as human, right? We never truly, and I do believe this, we never truly evolve 100%. That's why we're here in a human body. That's why we're here on Earth. We're all here for a certain purpose. I always say the day you were born is the day the universe decided it needed you, right? We all have a divine purpose and a mission here on Earth. And so to say earlier, going back to, we mentioned a mother. Well, lots of women are mothers, but what makes you, what is your divine, right? Each of us has a unique makeup that is what is our destiny, right? Our destined purpose. I hope that makes sense. I know I kind of went off.
0: (laughs) Yeah, well, and I think that what really does make sense, and that is a way that we can actually start taking this point home, is understanding that we do have a bigger purpose in life than what most of us think it is. A lot of us think that, well, my purpose in life is to be a good dad and to be a good mom and to you know, develop my children, to provide for my family and to do all these things, which are very valuable goals. But in reality, I think we are all meant to have a much larger impact. And most importantly, I think we are all meant to achieve success based on what our definition of success is and not just some arbitrary measure of saying, well, success is making a million dollars a month that's totally arbitrary because some people make more than a million dollars a month and they're miserable. And some people, you know, barely make a hundred thousand dollars in their entire lives and they're living a great life. So I do think that it is a matter of taking the time and looking inwardly and realizing or figuring out and accepting what our big goal and what we strive for in reality and accept it. And I think that it's just a matter of noticing and realizing it In listening to it, because if our gut is telling us that, you know what, you're meant for more, you could be doing more, you could be doing something different, maybe it's not more, maybe it's just different, where you're enjoying yourself more. And maybe that means accepting a pay cut and going to a different kind of job where you can serve people differently, where you can do other things. And part of that is realizing that, okay, you're gonna take a job that's gonna pay less, and maybe you're gonna give up some of your luxuries, and maybe you're gonna give up some of the perks, but You're going to be spending your time having the impact that you deep down desire. So since I see that you agree with me, let's try to get a little bit practical here. What would be your recommendation? So for people listening to us, and I'm basing this obviously on the experience that you have working with people who are in this similar situation. What would you recommend if somebody's listening to us right now and is probably thinking, you know what, I've felt that way before, or I currently feel like that. What do you think should be their first step to take?
1: The first step to take is, and this is personally for me, because I study energy and I say everything is an energetic exchange, right? So you're giving your energy to a specific job or to your family at home, whatever it is that you're investing that particular energy is to connect back to that, right? So for me is to connect back to source. And that can mean something completely to every single person that's listening as it does to me. So for me, that's spending time in nature, right? When I feel stifled deep inside and you start to feel it in your body, your body feels heavy. Maybe that transpires in the form of a migraine, right? Or physical stress on the body, muscular aches, get outside or find a way to connect. And it can be something as simple if you live in a place that's cold, I'm blessed to live in South Florida, where it's warm, you know, 365 days of the year, maybe it's raining at some point in time. But nature therapy, right? Almost like the concept of Japanese, right? Forest bathing, just to get outside and even take your shoes off and feel the grass beneath your feet. Right, feel what it means to really connect to the earth. Right, maybe that's through yoga, maybe it's through meditation, maybe it's reading a book. Again, there is no right or wrong. Everybody has different ways that they connect back to source. But find a practice where, even if you're busy and your mother, just to find five minutes. And I have a lot of my clients that say sometimes they just go in the bathtub and they just close the door, right, and they just sit. Maybe not even get in the bubble bath, right, because they don't always have time for that. But just to sit in silence. And I used to do this in my corporate path as well when I needed those moments of silence and stillness, and it's kind of funny and embarrassing all at the same time, but I used to take my phone and just sit on the toilet and post. That was my outlet, right? It may be journaling on the notes app or getting on Facebook and, and fully expressing, but to number one, connect deep within, even if it's for five to 10 minutes, right? In whatever way feels good to your soul, right? So for me, that's even just getting outside and taking a deep breath of fresh air, it's taking that moment to pause, right, to be truly intentional, to sort of silence the noise around you, right, and connect deep within. And then the second step is to find that outlet to express yourself, right, as a creative, I feel like a lot of us don't cultivate that, especially if we're living that sort of conventional, right, conventional versus creative life, and to find a way to express whatever it is that's deep inside you, that's kind of underneath the rug, so to speak is to unearth that, unearth that dust, right? For me, I'm a writer. Some people are speakers, you know, painters, artists, dancers. Find a way to express that art in a way that feels good to you. Maybe that's sharing your voice on social media, starting a blog, writing a book, creating a musical piece, choreographing a dance, finding a way to express that art. And it's funny, I'm actually amidst writing a a book, Uh, Debunking the starving artist myth because I know a lot of people in the back of their minds are like, well, you know How can I quit my job and just become a painter right that whole starving artist? And my goal in the whole book is to explain how through the spirit of my own life Again being that questioning soul and always trying to question everything that I'm told is debunking that starving artist myth that you can't be a creative and manifest abundance and be successful and still have everything that you desire It's absolutely possible you know, does it happen overnight? Absolutely not, right? Like you said, doctor, you may have to sacrifice some comforts momentarily and take a cut in income. But eventually, the more, right, you cultivate this practice, you will find yourself getting back into manifesting. And and, and I've lived this and proof. you know, four to five years later, I now have the same income that I had in my corporate path. Yeah, it took four to five years. Was it worth that risk? Absolutely. Because I could have continued in that career and still been miserable and still been anxious, still been depressed. Right. And I would have had the money. But all of the experiences I talked about before that I've learned along the way, that's what life is about. That's priceless. That's not what you learn when you continue to live comfortably.
0: Yeah, and I think that finding an outlet like you shared is very important. And I think one of the mistakes that people make when they start thinking about that is that they think, but who's gonna read that blog? Who's gonna listen to that podcast? Who's gonna watch that video? Who cares? It's not for them. People need to understand that having it as an outlet is for you. That's why journaling works, and it works so well. Because you realize, when you write a journal, you realize that it's something very personal, and that you're just putting it out there. You're not expecting anybody to read it. However, a lot of the times now that we think about starting a blog and we think about putting this out there, we worry about, what is the person reading it going to think? Like, Stop writing for them. You're writing for yourself. You are creating a video for yourself you are doing all these things for yourself and if they don't like it they don't like it who cares and if nobody sees it nobody sees it and i think that's very very interesting very powerful advice you know going back to the source and finding your peace we've spoken here in the podcast a lot about mindfulness about meditation about just taking time off to disconnect and to really listen to yourself we find that we're very lonely but we're rarely alone And the thing is, because we're never alone with our thoughts, we're never alone with our feelings. We're always thinking about, or we're always getting input constantly input 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 and our minds aren't really processing it digesting it and really feeling about it think about it you go to work and you're getting input input all the time and then you get in your car and you listen to a podcast more input and you get home and you you know even if you live alone you're watching tv or you're listening to another podcast or in a youtube video and and you never really have time to sit down and digest all of this information. And I learned this from my mentor, from Darren Hardy. And at one time, I was doing a two year mastermind program with him. And one of my goals, just to see if I could, one of those years was to read 250 books a year, right? So I figured five books a week and I did it. And at the end of the year, he asked me, like, so how did it go? And I said, you know what? I wouldn't do it again. I just wanted to see if I could do it and I keep it up, but I wouldn't do it. And he said, I knew it wouldn't serve you because if you're constantly just getting that input and you're not taking the time to digest what you're learning about it and to really squeeze out the learning and the value of it, then you're not, it's it's not really valuable. You're literally just reading for the sake of reading it. And that's when I learned that, that you really need to start listening to yourselves. And that's why I think that your number one recommendation was so valuable. But now that people take their time off. And I'm sure that this happens with your clients and they take some time off and they realize that they have a larger calling. What is kind of like the next step? Do you just say, you know what, just take the leap or do they work up to it? Or what do you think is the best way to move forward with it?
1: It's funny you mentioned Darren Hardy. He's also been one of my greatest mentors. I haven't invested in one of his programs, but while I was transitioning from my corporate path, I was reading the compound effect. And I remember being a finance major working in the financial industry, his business background coupled with sort of that spiritual component, right, of small changes over time, right, result in big things or like Vincent Van Gogh says, small things are made up of great things put together. That really spoke to me, right? Because if you invest whatever a dollar per day, right, compounded by so many years, right, you can be a millionaire, right? And I think the same goes, right? So I took that great leap. If that works for you, and that's, again, how your energy works, then go for it. But I think what most people resonate with in order to make something sustainable and lasting is to make a small move every single day. So yes, now you have that deep desire, okay, I have a purpose. And maybe I don't know what it is, or maybe I do, and I have a free gift for your listeners to kind of to help take that first step that I'll mention in a moment. But I think that next step is to just say, okay, what now? You know, what is one five to ten minute way that I can bring this to life? Because like you said, Consistently ingesting and I heard the term spiritual entertainment, right? A lot of us are spiritually entertained, right? It's self-help books and reading and podcasts and it's wonderful, but there's no where the misalignment comes. there's, There's no way to express everything that you've ingested in a way that right speaks with your soul, right? So you're ingesting all that information Number one, you're not processing it, which is why my first advice was to take time to even notice, right? And be mindful of what it is that you took from that experience and then bring it to life, right, in a way that speaks to you. So maybe you want to start a blog, right? So the first step would be looking up a domain, you know, going to google you know domains.com and buying the domain, right? Something super, super simple. And then maybe step two, once you've bought the domain, is putting that first cover graphic up. You know, I think where a lot of people get overwhelmed as they think about the big picture and then they don't take that first step. Oh my God, I've got to have a fully functioning website that takes payments and I've got to have five to 10 programs. Right. And then I've got to have a big presence on social media and 5,000 people on my email list. Well, wait, 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 just take a step back, get that very right. Kind of think about that big picture. I'm not saying vision isn't important and then work backwards. The same thing I do with my clients. Okay. Six months from now, what do you visualize? All right. Now, how do you expect to get there, right? It's just like a GPS. It's an internal GPS. I always say, if I program myself from Florida to Los Angeles and I make a wrong turn, do I just give up? If I don't know how to create the website, I just throw on the towel and I go back to my corporate path. No, the GPS just recalculates. And I think that's right a good lesson right? in something tangible that we can connect to something that's a little bit more esoteric is just to constantly, right, and even as an entrepreneur, you constantly have to, or in your own life, we're always recalculating, we're always pivoting through, things never go 100% exactly as we plan, so moving through that, but having the basic foundation in place, just every day asking yourself, and that's something that I do personally, you know, what is the one thing that when I go to bed tonight, if I accomplish this, I feel like today was a good day, right, and like I said, something super, super simple, oh, I researched, this topic that I want to speak about this week, or I found a podcast that I really connect to, right? And then you listen to that podcast and you get an idea. Okay. So step two is share that idea, internalize it, then turn that into a blog, right? Then learn how to monetize that blog, right? There's so many steps and intricacies within, but it's just a matter of everyday questioning yourself and saying, okay, what is that small five to 10 minute exercise? Maybe just even opening a word document and getting that ready on your computer right and then the next day you start writing but setting yourself up for success in very very small moves which compound to be great results
0: exactly i think that taking one step at a time is the way to do it and we do that i mean i recommend that all the time even with health you know people suddenly say they haven't worked out for you know their entire lives and they're in their 50s or in their late 40s and maybe they've done a little bit of exercise before college and that was about it. And then suddenly they turn 40 and they realize that they're not in the shape that they want. They realize that they're not with the health that they want. And they decide that they want to you know, run a marathon or complete an iron mine triathlon or do something crazy like that, which I think is great, great, great to have big goals. And then they go out and they buy all the equipment and they join the gym and they go for the first day and they work out for an hour and a half. And then they're so sore that they never go back. And instead of saying, you know what, let's just work it back. Let's just say, okay, if I'm here right now, if I'm at 0%, what should be my goal for tomorrow? Well, your goal for tomorrow shouldn't be 50%. should be maybe 0.1%. And then the next day, 0.2%. And then the next day, 0.4%. And that's how you do it. And I think that a lot of the time we're overwhelmed. And a lot of the time people think that if they're not happy with their life, they just need to quit and take the big leap. And sure, that might work for some people. But I think that for the majority of people, especially if you have that blanket, that sense of security with your income, of you're the only person bringing money to your household or anything along those lines, and okay, then maybe start building it on the side, but commit every single day, do one little action, just like you very well said. And don't think that you need to do this big picture. Oh, I need, now I need to hire a designer to create a website and I don't have money. So first I need to make money to get it. Just do something else then and just do a little bit or just learn how to code a little bit or just learn how to write or just do it but take progress every day and i think that's great and you mentioned something about a gift
1: yes yes so relative to what we spoke about before finding your purpose right so there might be listeners on here that says like my client t- used to tell me for the first year that we worked together well, everything you said it sounds so wonderful and i'm always inspired when i get off this call But then life happens. So how do I connect? How do I really bring it to life where I can begin to feel everything that you're talking about? And I'm not just taking information in, but I'm actually feeling it, living it, breathing it. And so it becomes the spirit of my everyday life. And it's based on a Japanese concept called Ikigai, which is your reason for being, right? So what gets you out of bed every single day? And if the listeners want to Google, there's actually a beautiful Nestle commercial that sort of brings this to life in one of the blue zones in Japan. Where people live the longest and, and why do they live the longest? Why do a lot of them live and have longevity to their knees and hundreds? Because they have that purpose, right? They have something that gets them out of bed every day, even if it's tapping into it, like we talked about for five to ten minutes, that gives them that purpose to get moving, right? To really bring it to life. And the way you access that, and it's really it's simple for questions to get again, very simple, right? But to open the door, to start having that conversation with yourself about what do I really want? You know, if I silence the noise in everyone and everything around me and take obligation out of the picture, what does that life look like? You know, what am I good at? What does the world need? What do we all need collectively as human beings here on earth? And how can I bring this to life? And it's at bit.ly backslash my reason for being is how you can download that. And that's a great first step. It's actually what I give all of my clients before we even get started is like, because a lot of times women, men want to jump in entrepreneurship. And they think like me, I said, Oh, well, I'm going to be a wellness coach, because I'm trying to lose weight. And I'm very much still very passionate about wellness. Of course, it does come up in the spirit of entrepreneurship, because as Jim Rohn says, your body's the only place you have to live. So if you don't care for yourself, how do you expect to do other things in the world, but it starts number one with knowing, right, having that deeper knowing having that deeper purpose, that's that fuel and that motivation that carries you even when you don't feel like it that carries you even when you don't see The money in your bank account, and you don't know how it's all going to work out. It's that deeper meaning within, and I always say that's the first step is that inner knowing and just having that connection to it, right? Physically, emotionally, and spiritually. And then step two is talked about. Four is okay. Well, what's one way I can bring this to life today? Now that I know that this is my purpose, right? Okay, and my purpose is to be a writer, to be a best-selling author, and to write twenty books. Well, what's step one? You know, it's just get that word document open and write one sentence. Right. And one sentence compounded three hundred and sixty-five days, right? Is three hundred and sixty-five sentences and that right very then could be your book. So
0: Yeah, somebody asked John Maxwell at one point, how does he write so many books? How has he, you know, been able to write so many books? How does he do it? And he said one word at a time. He said, you just sit down and you write one word at a time. And that's just the way it is. And some days, you know, you can write a thousand words. And some days you write one, but you sit down and you write one word at a time and that's how it happens. So Jessica, this has been a phenomenal, phenomenal conversation of really enlightening. And I'm sure that a lot of people have gotten a lot of very valuable information. Like you said, I see this so often with many of our patients and it is having that purpose, that lack of purpose, that emptiness, that a lot of the times we feel because we don't have that desire, that drive, we see it a lot as well with moms who suddenly, you know, their children leave their home, they go to college and or they move out and suddenly they find themselves without purpose because they've been moms for so long that now they don't have a task to do. They don't have a role to fulfill. So I think that being able to realize this and understand this and find your role and find your passion and find your calling early on is super important. And not just for moms, not just for dads, but for everyone. We see it with young people nowadays, and they're doing, they're working jobs that they're not happy about. They're spending their life doing things that they don't enjoy. So I think that life's too short to not enjoy it. You know, obviously you can't be irresponsible about that. That's a completely different conversation. But I do think that there are ways to look into figuring out what we can do to really take advantage of all the virtues, all the gifts that each one of us have and how we can share it with the world. And I think that what you just shared with us is a great first step. I'll make sure to link that in our show notes and the episode's description. Everyone knows uh, where to get them. If somebody wanted to read your blog and follow your social media, your your Facebook group, where can they go to do
1: that? Sure. So my Facebook group is, and I'm very involved. I post in there pretty much every single day the the live community that I've cultivated. That's bit.ly backslash mozen Warriors. If you'd like to also check out my website, it's mozenwellness.com. That's M-O-Z-E-N wellness.com. And if your listeners are wondering, well, what does mozen mean? It was originally inspired by the spirit of my first brand. And, and I kept that consistent. It literally means scales. It literally, it's a biblical term for finding that balance, bringing yourself back into alignment. As I always say, you're, if you're wondering what your purpose is, it's it's your pain. Your pain is your passion. Right? And my pain was I always felt completely out of alignment, completely out of my body, feeling disconnected from life and myself. And so it's a matter of bringing yourself back. Um, on Instagram as well is mozen underscore wellness is my Instagram handle. And I thank you very much. This has been a really wonderful conversation and very lighthearted, but also very valuable. So I appreciate Your
0: time. Love it. And before we say goodbye, though, I do want to acknowledge you for the work that you do. I think it is incredibly important to be helping people find this passion because we see so many people, young people, older people, young adults, that haven't found their meaning in life, that don't know what to do. They know that what they're currently doing is not what they want to keep doing, but they don't have the tools and the strategies to figure out what they want to do. And they're terrified of saying, you know what? at least I got something. And I know that I don't want to do this for the rest of my life, but I don't know what I want to do. So I do want to acknowledge you for that work. So thank you so much for doing that work and for helping so many people find their passion.
1: Yes. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah. Especially with, you know, social media and it's a wonderful outlet, right? Obviously that's how we've all connected and how I started my business. I love Facebook, Instagram, but a lot of ways I blame the mental health crisis on that because, you know, especially young adults, they don't know and they don't have purpose. So they look to outlets like social media as a model. And in essence, you're not tapping into what's truly right calling within yourself. It's again, it's all that noise, that distraction and that overwhelm. And so I think it's important, like I said, to take a step back sometimes and just have that moment of stillness, even if it's one minute per day, right, just to breathe, and to let yourself hear the whispers of your soul and what is really calling you.
0: For sure, for sure. One final question, Jessica, did you have a good time here on the Highwood Health?
1: Absolutely. <laughs> I'm inspired now. You were talking about exercise, which I'm passionate. I'm like, I think I'm going to go out for a run now. So
0: <laughs> Sounds great. That's what I like to hear. For everyone listening, thank you once again for tuning in. You've been listening to Jessica Schiller and Dr. E talk about finding your passion. I will see you here next week.
1: Thank you for listening to Dr. E's Highway to Health Show, helping you learn the science of living ageless. Did you enjoy the show? Please like, share, and subscribe where you listen to podcasts. Dr. E wants to hear from you. Go to DRE.show. Again, that's Dr. E dot show. Until next time, this is Dr. E's Highway to Health, helping you live ageless.
0: Hey, so what you think? For me, the best part about talking to Jessica was finding out how much alike we are in both our way of seeing life and success, but also in how our journeys seem to have a very similar pattern. I hope you enjoyed this conversation and that you will take her up on her offer to get started and have greater clarity in your life's purpose. Remember that you can find the links to everything she shared in this episode's description as well as in our show notes. Just head on over to dr.e.show Forward slash zero four two. What was your favorite takeaway? Tag me on Instagram at Doctor MD and let me know. Before we say goodbye, I want you to know about my secret vault. In it you will find the original, often much longer version of my conversations with our featured experts, as well as other interviews which have not yet aired or were not specifically recorded for the podcast. You can also find all the resources for every episode, secret trainings and videos I've made over the years, and many other goodies. To request access, just head on over to doctor e. forward slash goodies and follow the instructions. But that's it for today. I hope you enjoyed this episode. You've been listening to Jessica Silverman and Dr. E talk about finding your life's purpose. Thank you for tuning in. I'll see you here next week. And remember, you are on the highway to health and I'm your guide to get you there.